Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelley Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome to the Red Sox Precap podcast from Over the Monster, where myself, your host, Keaton DeRocher, and Shelley Verstraight get to recap the Red Sox series that just ended and preview the one they're about to play. Give you a little bit of commentary and insight on those. Uh, and Shelly, it, it, it's actually only been a week since we have recorded this after a win. It feels like a lot longer than that, though, because they're not really coming all that quick. Uh, but good to be recording this uh, after a bit of a nice game from the Red Sox here. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, it, 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 it's, it really is great to actually, uh, you know, see a, see a W in the, on, on, the, on the box score. We will dive into tonight's game um, a lot more in depth, but to start, uh, we will go over game one, where uh, the Red Sox overall for the series earned a split of the two games set with Tampa Bay. Uh, game one, Red Sox dropped five, um, five to one, five to one, and um, Evaldi kind of had his first hiccups of the year. It was. Uh, Nice to see him get more swings and misses. He went five innings, six hits, four earned, uh, only one walk, and six strikeouts, which is his highest strikeout total of the year. First time that he struck out more than a batter in inning in his three starts. Uh, so that was encouraging to see the swings and misses, but uh, obviously the re- result's not great. 
giving up four runs. Yeah, I I, I was really uh, excited to see you know at least more strikeouts than innings pitched, uh, but there was uh, there's a some kind of uh, quirky things that happened in that game. Yeah, there sure were. Um, that catwalk thing. I mean, how much more of this do we have to see before they just get a new park? Ugh. I, I, they just really need a new park. I hate that stupid catwalk stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, bit of a bright spot, though. Uh, Phillips Valdez followed with another um, scoreless outing, only two-thirds of an inning, uh, but no runs. Uh, one walk, one hit. Uh, and he has a nice, tidy zero ERA on the season. Um, we, Shelly, we've talked about this bullpen um, at length um, all over the place. Uh, and how it's not very good. But the Red Sox seem like they may have found something here with Valdez. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've been very impressed. Uh, I, I just, he kind of, you know, he came over from the Rangers last year and he was just kind of okay. Um, but I mean, like, just like so far this year, I've just been really impressed. And that's not what I can really say with a lot of this team. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I really, I want to see more of him. Yeah, how long do you think it'll be before we start seeing him in higher leverage situations? Or do you think that um, we may not in the 60-game season? Um, Just with our manager, we probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, um, but I, really, I do think that uh, he should start seeing a little bit. You know, if I was running the team, I would start throwing him out there a little bit uh, higher leverage situations just to kind of see what he does. Because, I mean, he's been performing well so far. Agreed. I want to see me a lot more. He's fun to watch. Uh, Osich followed Valdez, gave up uh, one earned and two-thirds. Brazier went two-thirds of an inning, and then Springs went one scoreless to round it out. Um, Opposite. Ivaldi was Charlie Morton, who went five and two-thirds with five strikeouts, one earned to earn the win. Um, Morton had a couple of shaky starts to begin the season, um, but as uh, things seem to be going this year, people kind of find their groove against the Red Sox, and that was what happened with Morton. Um, they were able to get five hits, just weren't able to string any together to get runs, which is typically how Morton operates. Five strikeouts, no walks. Uh, Morton kind of looks like he's right at his ship here uh yeah i mean the velo is still a little bit down but um yeah usually you can you know uh get yourself together like you just said against the red sox because while you can you know put some hits together they just can't seem to really drive them in for tampa bay joey wendell went three for four austin meadows making his 2020 debut went two for four brandon lau went two for four Uh, a lot of multiple hit nights off of Vivaldi. For the Red Sox, uh, J.D. Martinez went two for four, and he continued to rake again tonight, which is nice to see him turning that around. Um, Mitch Moreland had the lone Red Sox run off a homer. He went one for two, uh, and that was pretty much all she wrote for the Red Sox, who left, again, a remarkable 17 men on base. That's not going to do it. Yeah, I'm glad that that's still a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, in comparison to Tampa, uh, they left eight. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so need to start stringing some hits together because that's, <laughs> I mean, this is this is a theme. This isn't even the most men they've left off base in a single game. <laughs> that's still pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But on to some happier notes. Game two here, 
um, against Tampa. The Red Sox won five to nothing, and a pretty darn good performance from Martin Perez, who, although he gave up four hits and walked three, uh, didn't allow any runs. Was really able to limit the damage after that. Got four strikeouts. Now, Shelley, we've seen back to back decent outings here from Martin Perez. Yeah, right now sets at three forty-five. Uh, Jake was talking Perez up quite a bit in the beginning of the season. Both you and I were kind of non-believers. Is your opinion starting to turn on Perez, or do you need to see a little bit more, a lot more, before you start kind of believing in the changes the Red Sox are having to make? Uh, I still need to see it just a little bit more. I mean, I am encouraged, like with these last two starts. Like, if he can keep like this type of like level where he, you know, eliminates. Limits the walks, limits the runs, limits the hits. Um, I'll be okay with it. But it, when it comes to Perez, I'm always like on shaky ground. Yeah, I'm with you. It's really nice to see. Um, but, but he just has so much history of being bad that I'm just not convinced yet. Exactly. But it is really good to see his performance going uh, the way that it is. Uh, following Perez was uh, Colton Brewer. Went one inning pitched, two strikeouts. Uh, then Austin Bryce, Matt Barnes, Brandon Workman to complete the shutout. Workman striking out the side here. I guess, let me ask you, so he did walk one, but he got three strikeouts. Do you consider that striking out the side? Or are you one of those purists that it has to be three in a row? Uh, I'm, I'm one of those purists. got to be three in a row. Ah, okay. Ah. Sorry, then I'll I'll restate that. He struck <laughs> out uh, every out in his inning for the save, or not the save, but uh, for his work there. Um, and in his last couple outings, he has also looked a lot better. I mean, his first couple outings were real shaky. Um, one walk, I guess, is okay when you strike all the rest out, but yeah. better to see none there. Um, do you have any more or less confidence in Workman since the last time we talked? Um, not really. It, it's still about the same. Um, I mean, those walk issues like really scare me. Um, especially last year, he walked a lot of people, but he eliminated the the home runs. He eliminated the hard contact. Um, so I I'm still kind of weary. But I mean, if he keeps still, you know, if he keeps doing this, then I guess I just can't help but buy in. But I just need to see just a little bit more. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that one too. Uh, opposite Martin Perez was Ryan Yarbrough, who uh, coming into the game had a 1.54 ERA after two really good starts to begin the season, and then kind of fell apart today. Uh, five innings pitched, eight hits, five earned, one walk, five strikeouts for Yarbrough, and then uh, bullpen came in and was able to shut it down. Um, a lot of positives for the Red Sox in here beyond just the Martin Perez Start Michael Chavis went three for four with a home run, two RBIs. Verdugo got on the board with his first homer of the season and two RBIs. And Christian Vasquez went one for four. Bogarts, two for four. Um, only left 11 men on base this time compared hey. to uh, Tampa's 19. But this was this was kind of a game where it shows when you know everything can go right for the Red Sox. You know how good that they can be, and to I mean to shut down a Tampa offense and to get to some good Tampa pitching um, and early. This is kind of 
we're probably not going to see a lot of this, but it just kind of shows you the ceiling and the wide range of outcomes that this Red Sox team has here in 2020. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly uh, what I was thinking. Um, this is just is just what's going to be this season. It's going to be a whole lot of highs and lows and oh, look, this is side's doing well, but this side isn't. So uh, it was kind of nice to just them kind of all finally kind of like put it together. Uh, MVP of the season. Um, you could probably make a case for Martin, or for the season, um, for the series. You probably make a case for Martin Perez, but I'm going to give it to my man Chavis for his day today. Um, do you agree, or would you go somewhere else? Uh, I guess Chavis is good. I was I was either going him or JD, but uh, we'll give it to your boy. Uh, give, give it to your boy Chavis. Nice. All right. Yeah. Uh, JD Martinez. Speaking of him, we kind of had to touch on him here a little bit more. Um, has really kind of started to break out. These past three games coming into the series, he was hitting a lowly 222. Uh, not that we were really concerned about it, but we we're just kind of waiting for it all to click. And then he started hammering the ball this series. And almost everything he hit went to the outfield, deep to the outfield. Uh, came close to hitting like three home runs. Um, the past like three games, he's really looked like he's kind of corrected the course and should be, you know, the JD we've come to know and love the rest of the way here. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about that because, I mean, he's he's been kind of the guy who's uh, – he likes to, like, look at video, and he can't really do that right now. So it's he's yeah. really had to, like, make an adjustment. And seeing him just, like, really put it together, like, these last three games, um, it, it, it's really great to see. Sure is. All right, we will take a quick break. When we come back, we will preview the three-game series against Toronto. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Alrighty, now diving into the upcoming series against Toronto. Uh, the pitching matchups are Ryan Weber versus, uh, is it, shoot, I forgot what Thornton's first name is, versus Thornton, uh, Zach Godley versus Tanner Rourke, uh, and a bullpen day versus Matt Schumacher. Um, the Jays uh, right now sit, I think, uh, half a game or a game. Ahead of the Red Sox in fourth place. So we have another kind of battle at the bottom here. Um, of course, they were forced to miss some games uh, due to, I think it was the Marlins outbreak. I think so, yeah. Um, so they've got some games in hand. The Overall, though, um, what, do you, what do you think of these pitching matchups? And I don't think we really expected Toronto's pitching to light the world on fire. Um, well, how do you think the Red Sox offense is going to fare here? Um, I think that we got lucky that we missed uh, Ryu and Pearson. 
uh, because that yeah. would have been awful. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we're getting to like the bottom of the Blue Jays uh, kind of pitching staff. And um, I do think that we have a chance to get, you know, towards some of these. Uh, I mean, I've already always been kind of like a Shoemaker fan. So we might struggle there, especially if it's a bullpen game. But uh, we might be able to get to Thornton in, in Roark, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I agree with, with all of that. And um, especially with this Red Sox bullpen, I never feel confident about a bullpen day. Yeah. Um, and even less so against a competent pitcher. So don't feel great about that one. Um, as far as the Toronto offense, though, old friend Travis Shaw uh, leads them in average, although he's only played two games because he missed some time. Uh, I believe, for some family re- COVID reasons and came back. Uh, but the two games he has played, um, leading them in batting average. Randall Grichuk is hitting three thirteen, which is a bit unexpected. And Tyosca Hernandez has four homers and is hitting two seventy eight. Those are not the guys we kind of expected to be leading this offense. Yeah. Um, Bo Bichette is hitting two seventy six, which isn't bad, but has, like, no production. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hitting two twenty nine. Kevin Biggio hitting one eighty nine, And... Uh, Loris Gurriel hitting 286, but with no production. So um, an offense that we thought was going to be pretty exciting and energetic has kind of been lackluster so far this season. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, Teoscar has just been just, just killing it. Um, but I, I'm just afraid that, especially uh, with uh, the pitches that we have going, especially at the beginning, Weber and Godley, those four, Bichette, Biggio, Gurriel, and Guerrero Jr., um, we'll probably start to heat up. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very scared of those four. <laughs> yeah, I really hope that's not the case, but as the state of the Red Sox pitching, it's like if you're in a slump, you're kind of waiting for them to come to town. Yeah. <laughs> Besides of all the, the, the and uh, I'll give one and a half to the half to Martin Perez. They're <laughs> not really yeah. throwing anything out there. And this Toronto team ends up missing both of those guys. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting series. Yeah, sure. definitely, definitely. Um, Your worst versus our worst. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, the Red Sox, I guess we talked about some uh, individual performances, but um, Senator Bogarts is now up to hitting 317. He's been on fire the last five games or so. Mitch Moreland up to 286, still hitting dingers. Uh, Verdugo getting playing time, has been getting some hits up to 258. J.D. Martinez is up to 244 uh, and he was right around 200. So that's a, actually a pretty massive jump. Uh, now we're just kind of waiting on Devers and Ben and to kick it into gear here, but uh, Red Sox offense always capable of doing damage no matter who's in the lineup, which is a positive thing for the Red Sox. Yep, definitely. Um, I, I, I have faith that Devers will get us together. Benny still scares me a bit. I don't, I don't know what to do there. And I, I feel that Redicky feels the same because he's like, uh, you know, playing like every other day and uh, come on, Benny. Come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, silver lining for Ben Intendi, though, he is drawing a massive amount of walks. Uh, almost has as many walks as strikeouts. Has nine walks to 12 strikeouts. Uh, so although he isn't hitting very well, he is still getting on base, yeah. which is good to see. Yeah, Just need to see more of it with the bat. Yep. Okie dokie. So, three-game series for Toronto. Shelley, what is your prediction for the outcome here, and who is your series MVP? Um, I will go very rogue and say we're going to take two out of three. 
Ooh, okay. Yeah, and our um, MVP is going to be J.D. Martinez. He's just going to light it up. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'm going to ride the high hand, too. I'm going to go Bogarts with the series MVP. Uh, and I'm actually feeling pretty confident, too. I think it's also the Red Sox are going to take two out of three. Um, we were very confident in the first series, and that bit us right in the butt. Um, <laughs> now that we're starting to get confident again, hopefully we won't get knocked down a peg, but... We will see. Exactly. Um, that is going to do it for this edition of the Red Sox Recap. I'm your host, Keaton Grosher. You can find me on Twitter at the Spoken Keats. So you can find Shelly on Twitter at ShellyV underscore 643. Uh, Shelly, have you written anything recently for OverTheMonster.com? Um, no, I haven't. I've just been kind of doing the um, the weekly pieces at the end of the week. So the roundtables. Same. But I'm also going to write... Why you shouldn't give up on Ben and Tenny just yet, peace. So um, yes. we we'll have that finished by the end of the week. So nice. keep an eye out for that. Uh, that is going to do it. That is all for us. We will be back with you again on uh, Sunday night with an off day tomorrow uh, to recap Toronto and preview Tampa Bay. Thanks for listening.